Bienvenidos. 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 Sean bienvenidos. Transmitiendo desde SpanishPod101.com. Qué chiva que está. Hola chicos. ¿Qué tal todo el mundo? ¿Qué onda todos? We're doing something a little more, shall we say, practical here. Vaya. Me parece muy útil. Pero será posible. Más útil no puede ser. Lógico. Qué Lógico. Lógico. Muy buenos días. Me llamo Lizzie Estoliar. Alan LaRue here. Introduction lesson number seven. A living and breathing language. Lizzie and Alan, back again. Alan, ¿cómo estás? I'm great, Lizzie. Thanks. I've forgiven you for saying that I looked like an iguana in the last lesson. <laughs> like you to know that. Um, how are you doing? I'm great, and I'm glad to see that you can take a joke. Gracias por acompañarnos. We're coming to you via podcast from SpanishPod101.com, an innovative and revolutionary way to master Spanish. This way, you can study anytime and at your own pace anywhere. Now, today's lesson is an introduction to the regional Spanish series, the innovative way to learn how spoken Spanish differs from region to region. We can distinguish the forms of Spanish spoken in Spain from those in the Americas, but these forms in the Americas are also rich, unique, and vibrant. It's an interesting thing. When we, native speakers, talk with someone from another country, we can almost always detect where they're from. This is really characteristic of Spanish. Now, you might be asking yourself, how am I supposed to learn regional forms of Spanish if I don't already have the basics? Well, the thing is that this series puts you in contact with real-life examples. Comparing the standard forms to the regional forms lets us see how the language can be used. And you may be surprised to see on which points regional forms of speech converge and on which points they split off. That's right. While most Spanish language courses intend to teach you Spanish with a capital S, we at SpanishPod 101 recognize that, in a sense, every form of Spanish is regional. In this series, we highlight regional differences and add breadth to our study of grammar topics, making SpanishPod 101 the most comprehensive option to learn Spanish online. We also learn a whole lot about the customs and culture of these countries as well. So, today we're going to do something that we don't do very often. We're going to compare a newbie lesson, lesson number 10, with three different regional conversations. Peruvian number 10, Iberian number 10, and Costa Rican number 10. In our regional series, this comparison is only ever made with the standard version and one region, but we want to give you a full sampler platter of spoken Spanish. So we'll start out by listening to those conversations in Spanish, and then we'll hear them again with an English translation. After that, we'll take a second and draw some distinctions, make some comparisons, and then after that, we'll talk about how a given region impacts the way in which people from that region speak. And Alan, what's the goal of the regional series? The goal is to learn how people actually speak Spanish, to learn synonyms, to taste the real flavor of the language, and to remember it. So Alan, let's listen to some conversations. Sounds good. Now, the real trick to making the most of these lessons is to listen to the podcast and then stop by SpanishPod101.com. Remember, these lessons are designed to be used in tandem with the learning tools found in the premium learning center at SpanishPod101.com. Les invitamos una semana gratis. Right. So stop by and sign up for your free seven-day trial. Before we begin, 
make the most out of this medium and press the center button on your iPod and you'll see the transcripts of today's lesson conversation in the display. Okay, should we jump in? Vamos! First, we have the conversation from newbie lesson number 10. There, Renzo and Lucia are starving, getting ready for some lunch. This is a standard version, and here's what we heard. Lucía, me muero de hambre. Yo también tengo mucha hambre, Renzo. ¿Qué quieres comer tú? Yo quiero comer carne. Con la carne quiero tomar un vino tinto. Yo tengo un Malbec. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Lucía, me muero de hambre. Lucía, I'm starving. Yo también tengo mucha hambre, Renzo. I'm really hungry too, Renzo. ¿Qué quieres comer tú? What do you want to eat? Yo quiero comer carne. I want to eat meat. Con la carne quiero tomar un vino tinto. With the meat, I want to drink red wine. Yo tengo un Malbec. I have a Malbec. Okay, now let's move on and hear what this conversation might sound like in Lima, Peru. Gabi, me muero de hambre. Bueno, Luchito, ya somos dos. ¿Qué te provoca? Me provoca un tiradito de lenguado. ¡Qué rico! ¡Lenguado! ¡Es buenazo! ¿Lo acompañamos con una Inca Cola? Claro, la Inca Cola con todo combina. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Gabi, me muero de hambre. Gabby, I'm starving. Bueno, Luchito, ya somos dos. Well, Luchito, that makes two of us. ¿Qué te provoca? What are you in the mood for? Me provoca un tiradito de lenguado. I'm in the mood for toast flounder. ¡Qué rico! Lenguado. Es buenazo. ¿Lo acompañamos con una Inca Cola? Ooh, how delicious. Flounder, it's great. Should we have Inca Cola with it? Claro. La Inca Cola con todo combina. Of course. Inca Cola goes with everything. And now we'll take a look at how this could sound in the Iberian Spanish of Madrid, Spain. David, ya no puedo más. Me muero de hambre. Ya te digo. Yo voy a pedir la fabada. ¿Y tú? A mí me apetece el besugo. Aquí está buenísimo. ¿Y para beber? ¿Pedimos una botella? Sí. ¿Qué tal un vino blanco? Un albariño, por ejemplo. Perfecto. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. David, ya no puedo más. Me muero de hambre. David, I can't take it anymore. I'm starving. Ya te digo. Yo voy a pedir la fabada. ¿Y tú? Don't I know it. I'm going to order the fabada. How about you? A mí me apetece el besugo. Aquí está buenísimo. I feel like having the sea bream. It's delicious here. ¿Y para beber? ¿Pedimos una botella? And to drink, should we share a bottle? Sí. ¿Qué tal un vino blanco? Un albariño, por ejemplo. Yes. How about a white wine? ¿An albariño? Perfecto. Perfect. And finally, we'll hear this conversation as you would hear it in San Jose, Costa Rica. Silvia, 
me palmo de hambre. Bueno, Hernán, me estoy palmando igual. ¿Qué comemos? Quiero comerme un pinto. Qué rico el gallo pinto. ¿Qué tal un pinto con natilla? Pero claro, y no nos podemos olvidar el café. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Silvia, me palmo de hambre. Silvia, I'm dying of hunger. Bueno, Hernán, me estoy palmando igual. Well, Hernán, I'm dying too. ¿Qué comemos? What should we eat? Quiero comerme un pinto. I want to eat some pinto. Qué rico el gallo pinto. ¿Qué tal un pinto con natilla? Gallo pinto is so tasty. How about a pinto with natilla? Pero claro, y no nos podemos olvidar el café. Of course, and we can't forget the coffee. Man, that really is something to hear all those regional forms next to each other, Lizzie. Which one caught your attention? Um, me llamó la atención la ibérica. Lizzie really liked the Spanish from Spain. I really notice a big difference in the way that's pronounced. Muy bien. Now, with these conversations in mind, let's take a look at some of the similarities and some of the differences. This should be good. How should we approach this? Well, in these lessons, we find people expressing their hunger and thirst. They talk about what they're in the mood to eat and drink. So let's start off with a standard Spanish from the newbie conversation. There, Lucia says, Yo quiero comer carne. I want to eat meat. This is a pretty clear statement, kind of flat and direct. Right, it would be understood, but it sounds a little contrived. Now, in the Peruvian conversation, this changed a bit. There, Gabriela says to Luis, Me provoca un tiradito de lenguado. I'm in the mood for toast flounder. We see that the verb provocar has been used, and this means to provoke or to be in the mood for something. Right, like me provoca ver televisión. I'm in the mood to watch TV. So with this comparison, we've learned that we can say either quiero comer, I want to eat, and me provoca comer, I'm in the mood to eat. Now, let's continue this comparison and look at how this expression of hunger was rendered in Iberian Spanish. There, Megan says to David, A mí me apetece el besugo. Aquí está buenísimo. I feel like having the sea bream. It's delicious here. So, now we have the verb apetecer in the form me apetece, which, literally translated, means it appetizes me. But in Spain, this can be used to say I feel like. So now we've learned quiero comer, I want to eat, me provoca comer, I want to eat, and now me apetece comer, I feel like eating. And in the Costa Rican version, Silvia says to Hernán, Quiero comerme un pinto. I want to eat some pinto. This is an interesting example because it does not differ all that much from the standard version. And we've got to point this out. If you listen to the Costa Rican series, it's not like you won't be able to use what you learn in other places, though it may not be as common. In the same way, if you listen to the Iberian series, you could definitely come to Peru, use your Iberian Spanish, understand other people, and be understood. Sin duda, without a doubt. So, what we like to do in the regional series is to recap the comparison we've just made. To express hunger and the desire to eat, in the standard version we heard, Yo quiero comer carne. I want to eat meat. In the Peruvian version, Me provoca un tiradito de lenguado. I'm in the mood for toast flounder. In the Iberian version, A mí me apetece el besugo. Aquí está buenísimo. I feel like having the sea bream. It's delicious here. And in the Costa Rican version, Quiero comerme un pinto. I want to eat some pinto. So these are the kinds of things that we'll be looking at in this part of each regional Spanish lesson. Basically, with the regional series, 
we bring the Spanish-speaking world to you, the listener, and we show you what allows a native Spanish speaker to associate a particular form of speech with a region. This final section of the regional series gives our regional hosts the opportunity to let us in on the customs and idiosyncrasies that only a native would know. Here's where we get the insider's perspective of regional culture and customs and how these take the shape of localisms. Here we approach language through culture. We feel that the more you know about what life is like in different parts of the Spanish-speaking world, the better you'll be able to understand certain idiomatic expressions and general attitudes. Now, again, in a typical regional lesson, we'll just be focusing on one particular region. But for this introduction to the regional Spanish series, we're giving you a buffet of regional forms. So let's summarize. In Peruvian lesson number 10, Beatriz and Joseph introduce us to the tiradito de lenguado. Ay, que rico! It does sound <laughs> delicious, doesn't it? So you can see how they open the door to Peruvian culture, while at the same time looking at how this occurs in the language as well. Moving on with this comparison, in Iberian lesson number 10, Megan and David tell us all about the rich Spanish tradition of eating shellfish with a delicious, crisp white wine. So we're literally getting a taste of another culture. Mariscos, shellfish, seafood, Spain, white wine, vino blanco. So now we've been introduced to two different dishes, one from Peru and one from Spain. And we've also learned a bit about what these dishes mean in their cultural contexts. Let's finish up this comparison by listening to Costa Rican lesson number 10, where an Italian Carlos tell us about gallo pinto, the traditional Costa Rican breakfast. Here's what we heard. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know that much about Costa Rican food. Yeah, me neither. I know they're pretty fond of beans, but beyond that, I guess I'll just have to check out Nati and Carlos. And now, you can start to get an idea of what we work on here in the regional Spanish series and have a detailed lesson write-up which summarizes the lesson content, and you can pick this up at our site. So stop by SpanishPod101.com and sign up for a free seven-day trial and check it out for yourself. While you're there, you can also check out the line-by-line audio transcripts of today's lesson conversation and the vocabulary list with audio too. A great way to ensure memorization, plus many more tools that you can use to develop your own method, the method that works best for you. That's really one of the most important things to do as you begin to learn Spanish. For example, when I started learning Spanish, I'd attend the film festivals and watch the Latin American movies. And even though they had subtitles, it got my ear used to the sound of Spanish. Um, and really, we'd like to encourage you to visit our forum. Post your questions. Post your tips. Um, help others and receive help in return. Really, we're a learning community here. Yeah, get involved in our forum is a great, great way to stay motivated. So be sure to keep your eyes out for other introduction lessons, which show you what our lessons are all about and how you can make best use of them. Stop by the site for more information on how to make use of our resources. And while you're there, don't forget, leave us a comment in the forum. Offer examples, ask for examples, post your questions, your compliments, your ideas, even your critiques. Let us know how we can improve and develop our course to best suit your needs. Don't worry, we have thick skin, I've said it before, we can take it. Okay, have a great day and good luck with your studies. Hasta pronto! Hasta pronto!